Josh motherfucking Augustine. What's up, brother? I'm going to borrow this from you. Yep. Smoke some tweed, my dude. Tweed. What's up, homie? Not shit. What's up with you? Living the dream, my bro. Living the motherfucking dream. I feel like that sometimes. I get real stressed and then I take a deep breath. I'm like, oh, wow. You're living your dream. Just chill out. You're an adult now. I'm an adult now. Is that the weird? A whole bunch of shit. How old are you? Twenty. I'll be 29 next month. Dude, when did you start training jiu-jitsu? When you were like 16? 15. 15? It's so like 14 years ago you walked through the gym? Yeah, it's gym weird. Door. It's weird to like have that number next to it. Oh, my God. What's, what was 14 years ago? 2008? Yeah. No, 2000. Uh, fuck. We're dumb. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> two, 2010. No, 2008. It was 2022, dude. 12 years ago was 2010. No, because I was... So then you haven't been there for 14 years. Well, I was a sophomore. I was 15, though. So you're 15? So maybe, maybe it was 2009. Yeah, I was probably about to be 16. So you're 15. It's called 15. 15. Yeah. So 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Probably before, either two thousand was it two thousand nine or was it, it had to be two thousand nine because or was it, it was my freshman year whenever I started. Now, were you? Did you come in into the new location? No, you I started, went to uh, went, Domain so you, MMA. Oh, you went to Domain. So and I was they with Dustin. That's yes, because right. I was with him for a year, and then right when uh, Randolph was going to the gymnastics place up on uh, Mexico. Yep, and that was in two thousand ten. Yes. Yeah, because I was so I wasn't there when you got there. Really? Yeah, I was living in San Antonio, Texas at that time. But you were with them. You were with Mike at the old school before that? Yeah, so I was at Mike's from 2009 to 2010, and then I moved when I graduated, and then I came back in 2011, that very next year. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing down there? Well, I went to go live at the time. I was married, and Ah. um, AJ was about to be two and we were about to have addison our daughter so we moved down there to live with her 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 parents the idea was to you know graduate college and get a job and save up for a house and they're gonna help us while we were saving up and then like when we were fucking going down there the whole idea was maybe maybe this is just me being salty but i think i think i was lied to i was told that so people had some connections for a job, i.e. my in-laws had a, you know, knew some people who could help me get this job doing some pharmaceutical sales and shit. And I get down there and that didn't exist, my friend. At all. No, dude. It was just like she knew, like they knew somebody who did pharmaceutical sales, but it wasn't really like a connection. Like they presented it to me like, yeah, like this thing is going to, like we can for sure make this happen. They didn't do it. So I get down there and then um, I ended up just getting a job doing uh, door-to-door sales for uh, Time Warner Cable. I'm trying to set up, you know, internet cable yep. and shit. I hate Selling it. cable. Dude, it was brutal. Middle of the summer. You don't think this shit's hot. In was, Texas? Dude, so hot. It was so crazy. I, I hated that shit. Oh, yeah. That was a, a crazy time. But we were there for almost a year, and I wanted to come back here. I never started training while I was down there. And part of it was because money. I was like, oh, I don't have money. And, and Mike was letting me train for free. Like he was, whenever I first started training, um, I like I pulled the weeds and trimmed the hedges and I c- love cut grass. Randolph, and, yeah, it did. Is that ever he lived there? Still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. And then I would clean the bathroom um, to like do my dues. So I didn't think anybody else would give me that kind of deal down there. So I, in my mind, I just needed to come back to the gym that I knew that I could uh, like train for free, basically. So. Mm-hmm. 
That's kind of what I did. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's you know, cool. it's a ride, dude. Oh, yeah. Life's a ride. Life is interesting because everybody feels like they're behind or that time is running out or you're supposed to be doing something. And I think school presents this false perception that you're supposed to regularly be progressing. Because they, when you're in school, you get put on an artificial, like an artificial uh, uh, progression chart, essentially. I mean, you start in kindergarten, and then you go to first grade, and then second grade, and then third grade, and then, fourth, and then so forth. And it creates this idea of moving forward and, like, on a time scale. And then when you graduate high school, and everybody's on their own path. The easy thing, which... You, what you can do is just continue down that path, which is go to college. Just like, all right, more steps. Thirteenth grade. Yeah, just more senses of accomplishment. But then now you you get usually real fucking settled down with like a whole bunch of debt. Yes. Right, like a whole bunch, just tons of money. It's crazy. Yes. Or you don't do that, and you maybe go to the military, you do some other things, or you just like get a job. In which case, most people who like get a job. Or maybe go in a non-traditional route, though. You feel like a loser. You feel like you're behind. You feel like you don't know what the fuck's going on. And yeah, man, it's just we're all on our own, our own fucking, we're all on our own path for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, there's no timetable to say like this is where you should be by this time. By this time, yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's easy to fall into that for sure. Yeah, bro. But I just feel lucky too. Like I said, like I can just take a deep breath and tell myself I'm living my dream. Like even though I'm just in a two bedroom apartment, I still have, you know, people that are close to me that actually really care about me and I'm able to do this awesome thing that I actually you know, I still just love it and it's like I'm playing. Like a kid, that's the thing, is like it literally feels like I'm going to play every yeah. day. Are you like are you traded full time? Yeah. Dang, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Like what's a day Rob like? Doniker and Jesse Finney. What's a day looking like for you? Uh, well, I'm recently coming, uh, you know, now I'm in camp right now. So getting up, training 9 a.m. with Mike or uh, lifting with Jesse at 11. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, take a couple hours, eat, chill, go back to the gym, do MMA. Mm. Or mitts or wrestling or jujitsu or whatever kind of going day by day with that schedule okay but it's a little more catered to like i'm not just doing the classes at st charles like i obviously do i'm doing the mma classes and stuff but now uh jake roberts has been coaching and helping me do you know helping me with my striking wrestling really just mma coach more than anything but Mm -hmm. he's just been helping me kind of like organize camp sparring shit like that yeah jake's a good coach he's a good coach dude yeah it's like what he wants to do and it's a tough ass job it's one of the toughest jobs, especially at the beginning, coming with some guys that don't have anything yet. But, yeah. But uh, he's he's quality. He's going to be a really good coach. No, he will because he cares. Yes. Oh, he cares. <laughs> he cares so much that he gets he's like text upset. You. Is he like texting yell at you and shit? Oh, dude. Jake's an emotional fellow. Dude, you don't even know. Not like emotional in a bad way, but he'll get upset at you is what he's I passionate. mean. passionate. Yeah. He's passionate. Yeah, he will upset. get upset with you. He'll get upset with you. Like, dude, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was him at me. That was him at me after the Bellator fight because he felt like uh, this is probably some off-camera shit. <laughs> I gotta edit this out. Uh, I mean, it's up to you. Um, but yeah, he just got upset with me because he wanted me to fight. Yeah. At, no, he told me he wanted you to fight. But I think you made the right choice. 
I think I'd beat Josh Weston. I don't think you should have took that. Nine out of ten times. I don't think you should have took that fight. Josh, Why? because he's way bigger than you. He's big, But that's what I'm saying. If you can't even make seven, Like, if you make 70, that's one thing. We both make 70. It's whatever. I'm going to get up. I was going to get up at that time probably to 182, 183. He probably would have got up maybe 185, 186, 187. But... And that's not too much of a difference. But my thing was is I had already lost on LFA to uh, Ty Clark, and he had missed weight by five pounds. So, I'm, like, I told myself, I'm never doing that again. That's oh, just, take a fight simple. when somebody doesn't make weight? Well, if he not, – not not if somebody doesn't make weight. I'll do it if it's a pound or two or maybe three. Oh, like but, five? Dude, you do five, six fucking pounds. Josh was six pounds over, dude. Fuck that. And they tried to make the excuse, like, oh, he was sick the night before and then couldn't do the cut in the morning. You should have fucking told me the night before, and then I would have probably just did 175. I just would have did it. Well, I was just surprised that he act, that he took the fight on such short notice because, you know, Josh is not a small dude. I know he likes to stay in shape and he rides his bike everywhere and all that good shit, but he's like a big dude. He probably walks around, if I had to guess, at like 95. Think so? Yeah. So, I mean, I just think just naturally in life, like you've gotten bigger, but he, you know, he's he's bigger than you. I'm a natural 55. Yeah, he's bigger than you. Yeah. So the fact that he took that fight, I was like, okay, well, maybe Josh isn't as big as I thought is what, is what initially went through my head. And I was like, all right, well, he took this fight on like, was like seven days notice or less than that? or I don't want to ten? Uh yeah, ten, eleven ish. I don't even remember. We had gone through so many fights. Either way, less than two weeks notice he took this fight. And man, I'm in my mind I'm thinking, okay, unless he is just walking around at like eighty six or so. Right. Then there's in my I didn't see any way for him to make weight. So I just assumed that maybe he was just smaller than I thought. But then he didn't make weight. So then that just I'm like, okay, no, he was for sure big like i thought he was well we were on the same shamrock cart in january and uh i didn't think he was that big he was only five nine he had big arms and like kind of broad shoulders and stuff but he but his he had, frame isn't that big. but he had time for that fight true he like died no you're right he like dieted down cut no, made right. a weight cut he right. probably doesn't and because he's a, he's a disciplined dude he probably doesn't rebound super big like the next day so if he fights if he weighs in at 70 i bet he probably fights at 78 right so 80 it tops. Yeah. So I just don't think that, um, yeah, I just don't think that he was going to really be able to make that weight, which he didn't. So if he did, though, man, I was just like, man, I just don't think that's a good fight for you to take because if he did make that weight and he was as big as I was thinking he was, I was like, shit, man, that's just a big fucking guy. I'm way better than him. To handle. Yeah, but just the he's a he would all he's gonna do is just grab you but my wrestling just wrestle is so you. fucking good okay as long as your wrestling's good you enough. know what i'm saying yeah i th- you, i rolled with you not too long ago i think like my wrestling has dramatically changed that was the lowest point of my game um i think for the beginning part of my pro career and then after my hip surgery and really committing myself to actually be like a true professional athlete and yeah eating perfect every day fucking Doing all the strength conditioning, doing everything. You had hip surgery? Yeah, I tore my hip labrum um, May of last year. Whoa. Yeah, so I got surgery. It took, that's what kept me out of fighting for so long. And that Thomas Thatcher fight was my first fight back. So what was what what, were, what was going on when you tore your labrum? Dude, I don't even know. Like nothing 
I mean, obviously something happened where it tore, but like, I don't even remember it. Like I was just training and my fucking back was killing me. And I had always had back issues cause I had a fracture, in my low back, like early in my amateur career. Yeah. And so I would always just kind of deal with muscle tightness and I would always just get massages and chiropractic adjustments. I just thought it was like a bad spasm or whatever. Yeah. So I was seeing chiropractors and one guy specifically was telling me, um, you know, it's fine. We're going to keep strengthening, uh, this muscle group and you're going to be fine. To what? So he could just try to. So he's taking my money. He, well, he's just trying to. Like, he's saying he's going to strengthen this muscle group. So what? So you just have better stabilization of your spine or something? Yeah, mm. yeah. And then, but I could, just, you know, as an athlete, you just know your body. I just knew something was off. Went and got an MRI, torn hip labrum, and uh, over at Motion Orthopedics, the Jimmy so, Donnie, he would got it done. So would you, over there, you would you just get a full body scan? No, I. Um, I can't remember how we narrowed it down, but I remember after like talking to the doctor, they did some tests and they're like, okay, it's probably your hip. It's either your labrum or something. Oh, and really? Yeah, I don't I'm I'm terrible with all this shit. My girlfriend calls me a muscle dummy. She's a fucking massage therapist and she knows yeah. the anat- she knows anatomy so fucking well and I'm, you know, I'm dumb as hell. Okay. But uh basically they narrowed it down and they got the they got the right images they needed and they took care of me. Oh, wow. orthopedics, yeah. Was it like a small tear? Uh, no, I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was a full tear, but it was enough to have to get surgery to get back to moving how I wanted to. What was your recovery like for that? It was horrible. Yeah? It was crazy. Like, I didn't know how intensive the surgery was going to be. So, like, the first month and a half was, like, you know, like, getting back to walking. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fucked up. What did they have you do first? Um, well, I just laid in bed with the fucking pump thing and just kept the blood flow in there and then just slowly but surely went from you know two crutches to one crutch and just doing like exercises just like watching literally every step super slow at like physical therapy just making sure my knee is in a line and just building Mm. everything back up really wow just like that uh mind body connection kind of you know what i mean yeah what what do you think about your your like your movement patterns that caused that um honestly like working with jake uh it was like the way i kick because whenever i was kicking with the rice also was trying to kick with the flat part of my shin so often and i was turning my hip through kind of late and i wasn't keeping like my uh whole abdomen and quad like all the way down to my knee connected and i wasn't rotating up onto the ball of my foot Uh so i think like being like crunched up kind of and like turning through i think that motion sort of did it Really? Maybe grappling though. Obviously, you get in a lot of weird positions there. Really, think, I don't know. You think it might have been possibly just over repetition with the, your kicking form? Could be. Hmm. Could be. Dang, man, I, I freaking jacked up my back real bad, uh, rolling on Memorial Day. My back was kind of spasming a little bit anyway, so I, f- I knew I probably shouldn't have went and rolled, but uh, I did anyway. At a CMMA. No, I went up to actually Tracy Taylor's. Nice. And uh, by the end of it, my back was so fatigued. And I think I just completely overstretched my like my lower spine. I was just wrecked. For I mean, I'm just now kind of feeling better. I'm supposed to uh, roll on, on. We'll say went tomorrow, and I don't know. I'm kind of kind of weary about it. We'll see if I do or not. I might cancel it. <sighs> The back is something you can't play with. I had back issues for years. It fucking sucks. Dude, well, you know what I found out is that I don't have proper mobility in my ankles. And probably, that's why I asked, like, why do you think about your movement pattern? Maybe fuck that up. Because I'm always kind of assessing my movement pattern. 
I, um, you know, most people, you know, you lose the, we lose abilities, you know, as we get older and shit and we don't do things, you know, um, and one of the things is squatting. Like, one, one, I've never really been great at squatting. Whenever I first started squatting, like, in the gym with the barbell, I was, it was very awkward, and it, my body didn't know how to do it well. And, uh, like, now that I know what I know, like, uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons why I understand why I didn't fucking squat well. But one of them is, and this is something I kind of more recently kind of figured out in the last, I don't know, maybe a year or so, maybe a couple of years, I don't know. But um, I've always known I had poor range of motion in my ankles, which anything, everything starts with your feet. So if you have issues with your feet, it's just all the way up, it goes all the way up the chain. And you can have an issue with your back, and it's really because you have, like, a big toe fucking issue. That's why turf toe in sports is actually a legitimately, like, big fucking deal. Yeah, you got to take care of it. Oh, my God, dude. I have this issue with my, with the, with, I don't know if, I don't know if it's fully turf toe. I might go to a doctor and get my feet looked at. But um, I've had the the ball like the ball joint on my big toe has been bruised for probably like six months, seven months, a, a minute. It just that's crazy. Yeah, like just it's just not recovering. Well, it's re- it's it's significantly better than it was, but there's still um, a noticeable soreness in there. So, all that to say is, I realized that I have um I have naturally high arches. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, it's like a, a birth, it's like a genetic thing for me is passed on. And, um, and because of that, like those naturally high arches, it kind of, uh, I'm just kind of like in this weird, like flex. So am I, I'm trying to like flatten out my feet and regain the mobility in my ankles. So that way, um, I don't have any issues, but like I have like my knees fucking hurt, my hips hurt and all this shit, dude. And it all starts with, like, maybe your feet. I didn't know if maybe you had, like, you know, like a foot issue or... I think that my uh, feet got flat after my surgery a little bit. Like, a little bit more flat after my surgery. Because I was just, like, walking kind of weird oh, from really? that point. Yeah, and I actually had, like, a arch drop before, like, whenever I was training for my last fight. It was fucked up. Mm. Yeah, dude. It's and weird. I've just been trying to still build it up. The body's just such a weird thing, man. It just breaks the fuck down. Well, especially if you run it into the ground. Yeah, but day. you know, man, here's the thing. It's going to break down one way or another. That's true. I'd rather do it fighting. Yeah, bro. Tear it up rather than get all fucking fat and just, like, fall over. Yeah, I'll never be fat. I might get fat after my fighting career. After fighting? It I ha- might. It happens. Pull a little Ricky Hat in action. Who's Ricky Hat? Uh, old British boxer. Oh, world really? champion guy who got knocked out by Manny Pacquiao. Oh, really? He's like one of his highlight reels. Come in and get checked hooked. <laughs> awesome. Is he fat now? Oh, he got so fucking huge. I actually think he's fighting again. He like made a comeback, got unfat, got you know, back in shape. Some fighters don't have a chance but to get bigger because they they cut so extreme. And that rebound effect is real, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you put it on real easy and then it's harder to take off. Especially after you deplete yourself many, many times. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen to me. I'm good, man. I'm super stoned. You think it's going to happen to you? Yeah. You, you just because I cut a lot. You cut hard. Yeah, I've always cut a lot my whole life. So I just keep getting bigger, 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 bigger. So it's like... Yeah. Uh, I'll probably be pretty huge. Just start fighting at 70. No. Why not? Because I just feel like I'm the biggest 55er and I'm like super powerful fast and long there 
where I'm the average height at 170, where I feel like I could compete there uh, in the future, but I just, I'd want to put some more size on, because I'm only walking, I mean, after practice, I'm like 77, 76, sometimes, really. so it's like, I don't know, I could go up yeah. whenever I put but a little more weight on. You see a lot of fighters go up in weight class and just stop cutting weight, and they do phenomenal. Yeah, that po- I'm not going to lie, dude. 70s are fucking scary, though. Right. Like, their power, dude. Some of those guys, like, fighting a big 6'3". Like, dude, Scott Futrell is sick. 6'4", like, just long, poking. That would be so fucking hard to deal with. Yeah, like that. but he's not your average 70-pounder. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I just have to put a little more size on. Just a little bit more. Yeah, I think you could do it. Uh, I believe in you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But it's just... uh. Yeah, the power is kind of scary. I would just have to really change my game up, though, honestly, if I were to do that. Yeah. I'd just have to, like, sit on punches and stuff and not move so much, probably. Yeah. Just try and just, poof, poof, just yeah. get in there with the fire. Man, yeah, but when you're fresh, when you after you haven't cut weight, you know, that, that allows you to perform better. And it's safer for your brain. Hmm. Come in a little more springy. For sure. Hmm. You really would. See, that's the thing. I don't know if people realize how, how much the cut actually depletes them. We're all just so used to it. We all do it. and everybody. But, man, you know, I see. So I actually fought a dude who was at 55, and then he came up to 70, and he quit cutting, and then he did really well at 70. Really? Yeah. Zach, who was it? Zach Busia. Oh, yeah, he just fought. Actually, I watched him fight just not too long ago. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I know. I mean, this was – I mean, shit. I stopped fighting in 2000 and – 15, 17, 17, so five years ago, I think. So, yeah, I mean, that, I think that was probably right around the time, 2016, maybe is whenever he made that jump to 70, and he was crushing it. He went on a little tear there, got signed to Bellator. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. I don't. I don't follow anything. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I mean, I don't that. think he's in Bellator him, anymore. No, I saw him get TKO'd on uh, FAC. Oh, really? Ago. Yeah. I um I saw him at uh, uh he was coaching at the Shamrock Show in Kansas City. Okay. He had a couple fighters on there. Yeah, it looks like he's got really good jujitsu. Like he seems seems legit. This episode is brought to you by Strange Donuts. Listen, if you're in the St. Louis area, you got to check them out. It doesn't matter which location you go to. There's four of them in the city. You can go to Creefcore, Maplewood, Kirkwood, or just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. doesn't matter which one you go to because the donuts are delicious at all of them. And let me tell you something. Every weekend, there's some sort of new flavor creation you will be so stoked that you check these guys out. Hands down, one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Anytime I'm traveling, I got to find the best donuts in the city. And when you are in my city, St. Louis, you got to check out Strange Jonas. So, again, check them out. Let them know that we sent you. You don't get anything for telling them that we did send you, but they do know that you listened to the show and we got you in the store. So, go do yourself a favor and get you some Strange Jonas today. This episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. Go check us out at imposedwill.com. We have a full line of apparel. We just dropped our free flow shorts for all my jujitsu and active people out there. If you're running or swimming or rolling jujitsu or fighting or anything in between, you just want to wear a nice, comfy pair of shorts that look cool. 
You don't even have to be doing any of the other stuff. You just want to look good. Come check us out, imposedwill.com. We are also hosting all of the goods and apparel for the show. So if you want a coffee mug or a hoodie or something that says outside perspective on it, you can get it there as well. So one more time, go check us out, imposedwill.com. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a decent fighter, dude. Um, I think he's old. I mean, what, yeah. He's, yeah, he's like 40 or something. 40. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He's old, yeah. He's a little, like he's a little old to be fighting still. That's how it gets. That's yeah. how it gets. You know, some people just want to keep doing it, you know? Good for them. How yeah. long do you think you're going to fight? Probably till I'm 40. Till you're 40? Yeah, I'll probably just do it till the wheels fall off. Dude, here's the thing, I want to be like Yoel, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yoked. Yeah. Yoked forty five. <laughs> Still looking good. Fuck dude. He's if a different the money's there. He's a different human. Dude, uh have you heard that story on Joe Rogan about his eye tendons being like three times the size of the average person? No. So he had like a fractured orbital or something after one of his fights. Uh-huh. And uh the UFC sent him to a doctor somewhere and the doctor like calls Dana White and he's like Dude, where did you find this guy? And he's like, yeah, he's a freak. He's like, no, you don't understand. His eye is already healing itself. His <laughs> tendons and ligaments are three times the size of the average fucking. Was. Yeah. yeah. God damn. He's on everything. Probably has been since he's been like eight. Yeah, man. He's some sort of, he was grown in a lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, those cu- I mean, he talked about it on the, like those, how competitive those Cuban uh, national teams were. Yeah. And, you know, he's openly talked about that. It's crazy shit. Dude, the things that humans do to get the edge, there are no bounds. No. How bad do you fucking want it, dude? You see that? Did you watch that documentary, Icarus? Yeah, I love that. I think that was awesome. <laughs> dude, how, like, how crazy is that timing to, like, get that dude, like, as he's fucking getting chased by the Russian, Ooh. by Putin? Dude. What? Dude, Putin's a bad motherfucker. Bro. I wonder if they ever got him. Like, they said he was still on the run, but, like, now that's been a while since yeah. the documentary. I wonder if they got his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. The world is... Look what Putin's doing right now. He started a whole war. It's fucking crazy. Who knows about all that shit? I don't shit, know why. Man. Listen, I don't know why. I'm not saying anything why. And it's not even about putting it on. I, I shouldn't yeah. even say Let me. Because that, uh, that was a generic. I Listen, I'm glad I even said that in that way. But what I mean is when you're the head of a country for decades, how long has he been running Russia. Dude, who knows? Yeah. I wonder. Let's look that up real fast. That's actually really interesting. That's a pretty, that's probably easy one to look up. Yeah, I don't, I'm mad I even said it that way because that don't, that just fell into like a, like a talk track. Yeah, that shit's all, who knows? Um, let me see here. There's just always more to everything than like what meets the surface. You know? Yeah, I don't like popular narrative shit. Um, Why the fuck is there not just? An, they're giving me all this. Oh, it, uh, it's like the first. They're just giving me all this information about the the way that you know the 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 structure of how people are supposed to. 
be in term and shit like this. Just give me the fucking answer. Putin has served for 16 years. Okay, so almost two decades. Wasn't he, um, he was KGB before that, right? I mean, the dude is a hard motherfucker, is what I mean to say. And uh, he's he's not afraid to do some shit. I mean, he's running a dangerous ass country. Seems like they're uh, you know they're another world superpower, and that he's like actually running it. Who are the world superpowers? Is it is it Russia, China, China and America? I would, that's what I would say. Are yeah. those the three world superpowers? Probably. Is the UN in there? Does that count the UN? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know either. I wish we could say yes, and then, like, they would be the overall body that could just not have us all go to war or team up and a bunch of people die. Yeah. The thing is, people have, people are always in war. I wonder... Always wh- have been through why, history. Why? Why are we always trying to take each other's shit, I wonder? I don't know. I think maybe we're just living in a fortunate time to where we can even ask that fucking question. Honestly, though. I mean, back in the day, you're just literally trying to get land for family and, like, move over there. And then you roll up on some fucking people with bow and arrows or rifles. And they're just like, get out of here. You're like, no, fuck you. This is mine. We're trying We're to live. We're taking this. We're taking this well, shit. Well, even further then, it's just, I mean, even then. But, yeah, you're just, you're just trying to live. I mean, that's all any of us are trying to do always is trying to live. But, you know, you had to used to do a whole lot more to, to live. Yeah. A whole lot harder shit. Oh, yeah. Air conditioning. I know, right. So fucking nice. I know, dude. So I was I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking, man, I'm sitting here doing dishes, and it's I'm super comfortable and I'm chill and like I'm not stressed about having to to like go sit in this office or do this thing that I hate. Uh, you know, I have things I have to do. I have tasks at hand. I got shit I want to get done. But like right now, like this is what I'm doing. It's fucking nice outside. It's early in the morning. I'm like, dang, dude, like, this is, uh, things are good. I'm, I was just super grateful in that moment. I was thinking, man, there could be a time where shit could be crazy. I was just watching World War Z. I'm like, what if some crazy shit popped off? Oh not God. not necessarily zombies, oh but God. anything, dude. Shit, I don't know. What if somebody got fucking squirrely and did drop a nuke? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's real life shit. That, and that is that is what's scary about with everything going on over there right now. That is what's super fucking scary about that. It only takes one crazy motherfucker. And Joe Biden being our leader. You remember whenever all those people that were for, you know, being like, oh, if you make over 700000 or whatever the number was, it's not even going to affect you. The economy's going to be fine. Now look at all this shit, dude. Dude, we're all struggling. And just all the different memes popping up 24-7 from him just talking bullshit, just saying nonsense. It's crazy. Really? Bro. I had to I, I had to bow out of everything. Dude. Social I, media. I put a 20-minute time limit on it. At a time, That's so really it, it'll come up, and then if I want to keep going, I can't ignore the limit, but I have to constant, I have to like consciously make a decision to ignore that limit, and um, sometimes I'll ignore it like once or twice, but like I'm not going over an hour in a day, and, it's, and if I do ignore it, it's like at different times. It's like all right, I had my twenty minutes just now, and then if I habitually pick it up, and now it's I'm I'm not even really checking for them anymore, but they're darkened out, and then you have to you know like make this choice, and I, I'm like no, I don't want to fucking do that. But it's like if I do it in the morning, then maybe I'll do it like I don't know like maybe like late afternoon, and then like checking in the evening. So kind of like more strategically, but even within those times, 
I know I'm I'm on a clock right now and I can't fuck around. So there's no time for scrolling or bullshitting on on stories. Like I'll check a few stories and I'm like, all right, I gotta get off these. Or I'll start scrolling for a second, I'm like, nope, can't do it. But now it's it's just boom on there, do the task, get the fuck off. Yeah. Don't consume it. Yeah. Just can't do it. Yeah, now my next goal is just to have money to fucking have people just post for me, just do it, do it all for me. Now I'm just never on there, just doing my shit day to day. Yeah. Don't bro. even just like you said, just completely just tap out of it. That would be sick. That's what I want to do. Yeah, man. That's the next one. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Do you really need it? You don't need it, dude. I feel like it just makes you so unhappy and just like you said, takes your time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to be able to interact with people, but if you want to, you can get back in. You know what I mean? To be able to interact with just anyone. Right. Yeah. You know, it was never like that before. Yeah. I realize what it is now. I mean, it's just, it's just a data bank of just people that you can... And you only have, you kind of have access to only a fraction of them. I mean, I guess you could search individually through any one person, you know, that you're friends with and get in contact with them. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, you know, you don't see but a, a handful of people's that's true. things. Yeah, that's true. Just the people you really know or whatever you know, that you follow. Mixed in with people that you follow. Right. Mixed, you know, mixed in with ads. So, I mean, it, it, I think it's kind of usually off of, you know, kind of location. It's, you know, whose phone are you by often, what they show you and shit like that. Or who do you deliberately go interact with, I guess, if I'm thinking this through. But you don't get to see everybody. And then when you post and you want people to see that shit, nobody sees that shit. You know what, you know what things get the most views? I got a new job. I'm going back to school. I just really? graduated. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, dude. Those are the things that get... Those will get tons of exposure, but then if you post about you know your fights coming up, maybe like eight, maybe like sixty people will see it. Yeah, I feel like that's what gets all my likes. Fight stuff, nothing else even gets any likes. So, fight stuff. Yeah, you get like, a lot of likes on fight stuff. That's all I get likes on. When you win. When I win, or if I say, oh, I got a fight coming up. But if, yeah, but even then, you could you got to constantly promote that shit. They're not all getting equal access. That's what I do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I got. That's the whole reason I'm moving on there, though, is just to do all that shit. Yeah, promo your shit. Have, have a brand, to. absolutely. I have to. It's part of it. Your business. Trying to play the game a little. Yeah, grow that shit. But here's the thing, though. This is where, this is where I think it's a scam, Josh. When it comes to social media, we're all operating under this idea that you can organically grow your thing. Maybe you can. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to be the complete pessimist and act like I know because maybe you can. I don't know. You know, obviously you can grow it organically and get followers and shit. I think the easiest way to do that is to get on to something that is already or or you know or paired with somebody. Um, you do some sort of collab with somebody who already has like a channel, and then they can kind of vouch for you. But even then, unless they're doing it on a regular basis. You know, it's going to be kind of hard to grow your shit organically. But if mm-hmm. you get, you know, you go viral, you know, through like fighting, you mm-hmm. know, and then get that goes, mark. yeah, it goes everywhere or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're on Survivor or some shit and then you get some, you know, like something that already has That's followers. I should do that. Dude, you know what I'm saying? TV shows, different things, you know, movies, all this shit. Yeah. Those kind of help you. You don't have to do a whole lot to do But just the average person who's just like trying to be an influencer on something. 
How do you like organically grow that shit? I feel like you just kind of like you said, just something viral. I think you got to pay. You know, you got to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You you pay to do your boost and shit like that. Yeah, you got to dump money into this thing, right? So that's that's my point. So it's it's all pay to play now, right? In Mm -hmm. the beginning, it was you can you can probably organically grow your shit. Mm -hmm. It's free. We'll let you get everyone can see your shit. It's free. No big deal. But now we're this in this. I think people are still operating under the idea that you can still kind of do that but now it's like that's not even a fucking option dude they're like we own this everybody's on here like if you want access like to this bank of people which you call your friends list you gotta pay us and we'll, then we will let them see what you're saying yeah and it's just all pay to play man you just gotta dump so much money into that shit bro yeah or just be a really hot girl yeah, I guess you could do that too, but even even then, they fucking there's some really hot ones that fall through too. Shit. That's true. No, that's true. There's a lot of those out there. No, that's true. So yeah, I don't know. It's just a marketing tool. That's all it is. Yeah, I just know it's helped me sell more tickets. Just because yeah. like random people will follow for me and sure. ask me for ask me for tickets and shit. And I'm just oh yeah, like, oh, you build a brand gosh. with it. It's pretty cool. It's important for what you're doing. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it's helped a little bit. It's not like obviously I'm not fucking going insane numbers, but I mean I'm doing like you know some of the best numbers in the yeah. city for sure. It helps. Yeah, it helps a little bit. Yeah, dude, you gotta have it. Sell tickets. Tickets are the name of the game. Tickets are the name of the game. People don't realize that. Yeah. I know, and they everyone gets salty about it. Like everyone gets salty about it, and it's like, I don't know how you don't see it. Like, how can you not see that? Like, the promoter's job is to—they're just giving you a platform, and like, they're trying to make money. If you, if you make them a shit ton of money, you know. That's it. Yeah, I mean, shit. Here's the thing, and I, I'm guilty of, of even having thought this whenever I was younger that I was like, ah, oh, it's the fucking promoter's job to, uh, sell tickets, sell tickets, I can sell tickets. I'm fighting, but not really like bitch. No one's going to just come watch fights. They only are, they're only coming because they know you. people. Yeah. That's it. You. Exactly. They're coming to see you. And that's something that actually rice house told me a long time ago is like, I always remember I had sold a lot of tickets. I have a really big family and you know, my whole family came out, a lot of their friends, stuff like that. And it was still like a lot of tickets, like not compared to what I do now, but it was still pretty good numbers. And I was like really nervous about it. And he's like, dude, all these people would come to see you do whatever. Like, even if it wasn't this, like maybe if it was like running a marathon or like doing a rap show or like, it doesn't matter what you would have done. Like these people would have came to see you. Like these are just people that support you. It's just, like it doesn't even matter just go do your shit like that's just do what we train that's true yeah yeah so that's sage just advice from the rice house he's always got some good words always so yeah you know uh that's just kind of how i do it now now i just see like i just separate the two or i try to mm. yeah dude who you fight next um nick spina nick spina mm-hmm. he's an older fella he's five and three and he's pretty um, I don't know. He's like kind of scrappy. Scrappy. He's scrappy. I wonder if I've seen him. Fight I don't know if he's like the most technical guy, but he's pretty scrappy. Has he fought on Shamrock before? I don't think he's fought on Shamrock. He's yeah. fought in a lot of shows in Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. Oh, he's from Wisconsin. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was racking my brain, I'm like, oh, Nick Spina. I'm like, should I know that guy? Never seen him fight before. <laughs> Okay, it'd be fun. Dude, did you see Shamrock's going to uh, Lake of the Ozarks? Lake of the Ozarks. Outdoor show. It's going to be an interesting one. The outdoor shows are always dicey. So yeah, I know, right? 
I will be there to support them <laughs> and I will do anything to help. But um, I did an outdoor show. So I guess they're going to have a patio and they'll have it all probably blocked off. So it should be cool. Every show that they run is fucking legit. So I don't doubt that they're going to just like kill it. Like it'll be fine. Well, I have a hard time believing Jesse would commit to a situation exactly. that um, he wasn't sure about. Exactly. He know he's he's fought. He's not going to put them in a situation that they're going to. Yeah. You know, that's going to be completely out of hand. Like, dude, I fought at Shady Jacks. Yeah, I fought down there before. Did you fight in the back in the alley? No. Dude, I did an outdoor show in July, and a fucking and they put the cage in the alley. Oh fuck! And it was a black canvas, and it was just like beating down sun. It oh, was so hot. No, we had a cover. We were like under this awning thing. No, bro, they burnt my feet. I was the first fight against John McLaughlin. I stepped in. We were literally like, "What the fuck?" Like we could not stand in there. No oh, fuck. And so they stopped it through ice, and then they made us get back in there. There's just ice cubes kind of just melting, and we <laughs> tried to fight. And we were like, "We can't do this." Like we like literally touched hands, and we're like jumping in the air. We're like, "Dude, let us out of here." You guys just stopped. It, well, we stopped, and then they were like, "Will you guys box?" And we put shoes on and boxed. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> wild times. <laughs> Holy hell! Yeah, yeah. So they just took a tarp and put it up over the cage, because there was MMA fights after, so they had to block the sun from the direct black canvas. Mm-hmm. People fought. Really? Yeah. I wonder why it took you guys getting in there and telling them that you couldn't do it for them to realize that hey, this those is are those pre-state commission days. Yeah. I thought everything was sanctioned back in the day, like whenever, you know, we were all amateur. And I just found out that it's all now, just now, like technically sanctioned. I never dealt with the state until I was a pro. Well, the, all the guys that were through the state, Jerry Delano, um, uh, Tim Lukenhoff, I saw those guys at all those shows every single time since I had been 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, I've known those guys since I've been a kid. So, mm-hmm. I... um yeah, I don't know. I I just figured it was. Oh yeah. I was just a dumb kid though, you know. They're just like sign this form, so you know. Yeah. Well, they always handled right the the pros and and whatnot. And that makes sense. And then the amateurs yeah, were doing usually some handled by. Uh, I can't even remember the. Spire. Spire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Jason. Jason. Yeah, those guys were awesome. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. I mean, shit. You well, remember how many shows in there a time used to when be? there was nothing else and it was yeah. just him? I mean, dude, I mean that's so cool that he did that for everybody else to like be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, that was legit. Yeah, fucking dude, Jason and uh, I'm mad at myself. I'm high. I'm blanking out on names. Um, oh, and pa- is it Pat? Pat? Pat Smith. Pat Smith. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know J- he he helped do all that. No, no, um, I don't think Pat was so. Um, I don't know if Pat helped with Spire in the beginning or not. Um, but I was just saying those two, those two did do. Um, uh, what was the show? Uh, Cage Champs. Cage Champs. I was, I was going to say Cage of Honor. You were like the Cage Champs champ. I was going to say Cage of Honor, but Cage of Honor wasn't. Weren't right. you the champ there? Like, you had to be. No. So here's the thing. You know, I did win a Spire Belt on a Cage Champs card. However, I didn't even fight for it, so I don't count it. It doesn't count. They just gave it to you because you didn't show or whatever. The, the motherfucker. Dude, we both weighed in. The guy was talking shit and everything. He didn't come to the fight. Came to, the, came to the White Hands and didn't come to the fight. That sucks. Motherfucker. 
That sucks. I was ready to beat his ass. Because he was the guy who was talking. He, well, I don't know. I mean, I was never one to talk shit, but he he was talking shit, bro. You can't talk shit and then not show up to the fight. Dude. Yeah, you were not one to talk shit, too. You were a silent killer. I don't know if I was a killer, but that dude, pretty good, dude. Th- thought he was the deal. I sometimes think I could get in there and beat somebody up every now and again. But uh, yeah, you're still pretty good. I don't want to get hit, though, dude. This shit does not feel good. Bro, bro. you... I feel like I've said this before to other people. I feel like if you had like wanted to be there whenever you were there, like that whole last couple of years, you did not want to be in the room at all. And like, I could see it on your face every day. Like you hated it. Be like, you still had, like you would hang with anyone in the fucking room, but you did not like, you just looked like, fuck this. But if you were like, if you had, you know, I think if you had really wanted to, I think you, you know, you could have been, you know, you gotta want it, man. You gotta want it. Can't not want it. Yeah, bro. Things happen. But, uh. I got distracted by my fucking real estate stuff. Saw it? Yeah, bro. I'm ready to get that license, homie. Nice. Yeah, man. You know, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to keep competing. You know, you got to want that shit, you know. When you're in the. When you're in the fight, things get crazy. Inevitably. Mm hmm. Do you get anxiety? I live with just crazy anxiety because my life is so crazy and my life has been so, like, fucked up. So I just, I'm on edge like a motherfucker on all the time. And that's why, like, I feel like fighting's not that crazy to me because I kind of, mm. like, grew up, like, you know, like, yeah. getting some scraps. It's not really that big yeah. of it. It's just, like, and then you learn that, like, that behavior is not okay. <laughs> like, this and isn't normal everyday behavior. You can't behave like this. What are you doing? You're an animal. And <laughs> then, like, you know, I found this outlet and it's like, okay. Like this is what I should be doing, and that's just I like that. That's that's why I say like I get to just get to go play, mm. you know. And like it's not, it's okay. Like even if I get like the bad end of it, even if you're the nail that day, it's like, all yeah. right, motherfucker, I'm gonna come and get you tomorrow. Like I don't give a fuck if you punch me a couple of times. I'm gonna fucking beat your ass on Thursday. Whenever sparring comes, like I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna get you next time. Trying That's to fuck people up in practice, bro? No, I'm not trying to hurt anyone, but I am trying to win. Trying to win? I'm trying to win. I'm just trying to win the round. I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm actually, I feel like I'm actually a really good training partner. Yeah. Because I feel like I give that push of, like, I'm going to, like, push you. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to try to win, but yeah. I'm not ever going but to you're try. Com- you're always trying to compete. I'm just trying to compete. I'm not yeah. going to fucking, if I hurt you, I'm not going to fucking, like, you know what I mean? I'm, that's not me. balls, dude. No. I got to be clear for the, you know. <laughs> you want people to think you're a bad training partner, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not an asshole like that. Yeah, dude. But I'm yeah. going to try to win every yeah. second of every but round. You, yeah, I mean, you got to be a little on edge when you're fighting, right? Yeah. You can't be flat. Yeah. Dude, that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like, I I like, I live in that. Get like, that that's feeling. what I'm saying. Yeah, man, you get that feeling. It's like, I used to get that. I used to get anxious before I fought. You just get that. I try to just act as calm as possible, but inside you're just like, all right, let's, let's fucking. I'm about to go just. <laughs> fucking just uh, die and just get at him. I'm about to go do this thing, I guess. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. What's going through your mind whenever you step in there? Mm, just the sequences that I've been working on, and I think they're going to be effective. Yeah. Just like dying to like get it, like you know what I mean. Just get to the sequence and just see how it plays out, and just like go yeah. and make the adjustment. So you're like more anxious to like do the thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do it. Yeah. Like right now, I'm getting like, ooh, I can't wait for July 9th. But dude, I like uh, the scariest thing for me is just not being in like shape. Like to be in that next level shape is 
is what is just will keep that anxiety away, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Being confident that you're not going to get tired. Yeah. That's, dude, that's a scary feeling. Well, as long as you have the answers, as long as you have the skill set to go with it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're worried about, oh, I don't know if the stand up's going to be okay. Like, dude, you're going to be, that's going to cause that anxiety. You're not going to want to be there. You're going to be forcing shit. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be relaxed. You got to be relaxed and just doing what you do. Do what you every do. Every day. Yeah, that flow state. Mm-hmm. It's all about the flow state. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to that shit. It's easy to fall to fall into whenever you're rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, you just roll and not really t- worry too much about trying to get a submission or anything. You're just kind of working through the positions and you just kind of, you know, transition position to position and fall in that flow state real easy. Yep. Yeah, an hour of flyby. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. yep. I love jujitsu. I'll never put the gi on anymore, but. It's all no gi. It's all no gi now. Do, do you ever compete in between fights in jujitsu? I want to, but I've been so active lately. I I like can't because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt myself. Because now that I'm actually doing like decent, you know, I don't want to. Uh, I can't risk that injury. How so. often are you fighting? Well, I fought January. I was supposed to fight in March, and then now we're doing July 9th. And then I'm planning on fighting for the title for Shamrock, September 16th. And I think Bellator is going to be back um november december ish uh at the enterprise center i don't know if i just broke that or not but they are i mean that's what they do that's what they do Um, it's not anything new but yeah you know they'll be back and then but if not i can do shamrock again they're doing a couple shows in november and december too so i'm planning on doing like you know five six fights this year Mm. that's why that was like the that's why i really wanted to fight josh and in march i thought that would have been another win Crack it up. Yeah, dude. July. I mean, you gotta stay. You gotta stay as active as possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, three, three or four fights in a year is not enough. At the local level. No, not at the local level. At the local level, you gotta tear through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's three or four fights a year at at the high level. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, those guys are, I mean, everyone's savages. I mean, yeah, well, man, when I, yeah, it's just, yeah, you got to train super hard. You got to be tip-top shape for those fuckers. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, especially when you're just getting in. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, it's, it's, a, it's, it's all, they're all killers mm-hmm. all the way through, but when it's everybody's just trying to get in, those guys are so hungry. Yes. They're probably just going to be a little bit more reckless. Yes. You know, than maybe some other people. Yes. So, oh man, those are some scary fights. That's why I honestly love the crew of guys that we have at the gym right now because everyone is just on the bubble of breaking through. Like, Julius is obviously, he's fucking fought for the title in Bellator. Like, he's fucking, you know, he's a, if he was in the UFC, I feel like he'd be a top five guy um, at 205. Uh, maybe top 10 he, he'd be crushing it right now no matter where he is and uh, he's proved his legitimacy but like Lucas Clay fought for the LFA title he's like right there on the cusp of breaking through fucking Davion's still an amateur but he can still hang with me and Lucas he's super skilled he doesn't even know how good he is yet you know yeah. he's, he's like right there on that same skill level you know I'm kind of right there on the cusp being 5-2 and two, about to be 6-2 and two, start rolling into those same type of fights we got you know Jeremiah's right there in LFA we got um, you know, all our 135 crew, all those younger kids, and like, I just feel like 
you know, this whole team is about to just like really push through mm, and yeah. make something special. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Cause everyone has like that little bit of recklessness to them where like they're, everyone's still trying to prove themselves a little bit every day and like still has that competition edge. But like, uh, everyone's fucking legit. Everyone's really good. Yeah. You gotta have good training partners. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, dude. It's a cool little tight knit thing that we have going right now. It's not so much like the olden days where there was like a ton of fucking ton of people, but there's a few really, really good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that that last fight with Lucas was he looks so good. It was a great fight. Yeah. It was the best of stand ups ever looked. And like his stand up is great. It's always been great, but he's never been able to showcase it in fights and that was his first fight where he was able to really showcase his, yeah. his striking and it looked yeah. really great. It was very, you know, it looked like he did in the gym. Yeah, he was able to get a little creative in there. Yeah. 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 And that kid's good. Aaron McKenzie's really good. Yeah, dude. You know? Dude, you know what fight I was really looking forward to was um, was Jeremiah was supposed to fight Bobby Volker. That would have been a great fight. <sighs> dude. I hope that Shamrock makes that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think Bobby's still open to it. Um, he just has some things going on in life. Yeah, I was going to say, but I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know all the details. I just think he had some things that just, you know, he couldn't couldn't fight. But uh, they will for sure try to kill each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they'll <laughs> just stand right there and do it. It'll be awesome. It might only be, like, one exchange, but it, or it might be, like, 15 minutes of just, like, killing each other. Who knows? Really know. Who knows? That's what's so cool about it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Shamrock's been on some actually really good fights. I really, oh, yeah. I wish I could think. Oh, I'm so mad. I can't think of these two guys. Um, their names, but it was in Kansas City that I watched these two guys fight, and uh, dude, they just beat the hell out of each other for three rounds. Super high level fighters, and uh, it was it was either a main event or a co-main event, and uh, man, I, I just I've never had that in me to just put my whole body aside just just no regard for myself and just slug it out it's a hard thing to do that's not my style bro <laughs> no, it, it was that it's is not my style i never. like to touch and move and stuff i was always a fan growing up of like sugar ray leonard like floyd mayweather pernell whitaker like yeah that's who i always just like grew up watching because like me and my dad would just watch like boxing and like yeah old like uh kickboxing like yeah. I can remember watching like Ernesto Hoost or um I'm sorry yeah wait was it Hoost versus Bob Sapp? Do you know? No, I have no idea. Bob Sapp? Yeah, yeah. Bob Bob Sapp versus um some normal sized human, but but amazing boxer. I mean, amazing kickboxer, and it was such a cool fight. And Bob Sapp actually ended up winning in Japan. I watched that with him so many fucking times. Yeah, K1 Classics, Ernesto Hoos. Ernesto Hoos, yeah. He was just leg-kicking the shit out of Bob Sapp, and he's just walking through like a monster. Fucking just hitting him like this. But it was still overwhelming him. He's just too big. Like, even this from Bob Sapp is going to KO you. He's a massive human. Yes. He's a massive. But even, you know, one of those things I was always worried about, it never came to fruition. It was was an unfounded fear. I was always um, worried about just being completely outclassed. To the point where you were just like just a one-sided beating. Yeah, that would suck on your feet. Mm-hmm. Like that was that never happened. But there's always, but especially when you go against really good guys, mm-hmm. like there's they're gonna get theirs off too. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think a good example of that would be um, uh, Roy McDonald and uh, and uh, Robbie and Robbie, yeah, Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. 
Both those guys were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, both those guys were going to get their shit off, mm-hmm. and they both fucking did mm-hmm. for five rounds. Yeah, MMA is different in that sense where it's really hard to be super defensive. <clears throat> like even like John Jones, great fighter, super defensive fighter. I mean, we've seen him take a ton of damage. Dude, him and Gustafson? That's what I'm saying. I Gustafson? think Gustafson won that first fight. Um, I don't even know. I have to go back. It was arguable. It's, it's arguable been, it's, either way. It was so long John's ago. It so didn't even good. matter. Yeah. My point is, that's how good I think he did. Yes. Who cares if he did or didn't? Yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. give a shit. Yeah. But I think he did good enough to have won that fight, possibly. And, um, yeah. You're going to run into a guy like that no matter what you do. And I don't know if... In, in my heart of hearts, I don't really know if I want it. I, I know if I actually already know. I know I don't want it that bad. Because <laughs> you're going to run into a person like that. You ever think about that? Running into that person? I got to train with them. So it's like yeah. I got to fucking just do get through it. You, know? you probably shouldn't. You sh- it should just be a, just it's just a thing. You it's just a thing. Like everyone, like dude, honestly, because I get like scared of myself. Like I, get, like I feel like I don't want to just talk shit right now and be like I'm the shit. But like I think like I really do have some really dangerous techniques you have to believe it like i really know i can really fuck people up you know like and i and i know that there has to be another person out there that is has had life experiences like me that has trained really hard and done all these things and like that's gonna come that someday and we're gonna fucking like get and like i that's it like i have a loss against muhammad naimov where he had ridiculous striking like his striking was really good and i actually like, I didn't think he was going to be that good before the fight. Like, watching him, I thought, like, oh, his boxing's trash. Because I, I did have better boxing. But um, I didn't even know what a calf kick was. <laughs> I literally had never had anyone do that to me. Yeah. You know, like, it had, like, people had kicked low or whatever in, like, training. But, like, it wasn't, like, a technique that we were practicing all the time. Right. And he fucking broke my leg in the first minute. And... I didn't make the adjustments and just kept getting that broken leg kicked and it was fucked up. But, you know, that's just one of those experiences where it's like, even that, like, like you were saying, like being outclassed by a like better striker, it wasn't that bad. Like the only thing that I, I get upset with about like looking back is that I didn't make the adjustment. Yeah. Well, I just meant more so getting punched in the face by a better Oh so yeah. Someone with your hands and just, oh, just yeah. eating shit. And just getting And you and you can't do a lot about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that would suck. That is different. That and, and that's actually one of the benefits of MMA over boxing, right? You know? Oh, yeah. So you can always grab somebody or try Dude. to slow it down where you don't have to just take that punishment. It, it was it was such an irrational fear that I had. But uh dude, you got what did he break your fibula? Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that's non weight bearing. Yeah. But yeah. Seven percent like, weight bearing in each fibula I learned. Yeah, it's not much, but yeah. it still probably hurt like hell. <laughs> dude, good. dude, whenever I woke up the first morning, I so I had flew back in from Miami. The fight was in Miami. I flew back, um, and I didn't get back in. I think we had like a connecting flight or something. I didn't get back in until like four or five p.m. And I just so I just went straight to Metro Imaging because after being on the plane, okay. So after the fight, I gotta go way back. After the fight. Uh, the doctor was like, do you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, no, nah, I'm fucking, I'm good. I'm, I just need a little ice. I'm, I'm straight. Went down to the bar, got like 10 whiskeys in me, you know? Yeah. We had a flight at 6am. I just wake up the next morning and I was like, oh my God, why did I not go to the fucking hospital? That was so stupid. And then obviously the alcohol and I had to get wheelchair. I had to get wheeled around the damn airport and shit. Like I could, I could not walk. And then, uh, 
Is it even so, safe to fly with a broken bone like that with the altitude? Probably not, but I didn't go to the hospital, so they didn't give a shit. They were just like, you do what you did. You I did what I did. I, I mean, fucked it's, up. It's obviously not a life threatening one, but no, no. If with a head injury, though, it would have been. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't do that. Yeah, definitely not with head. Injury. Yeah, but um, bro. So yeah, I go back. I I don't get in till like five p.m. I go to Metro Imaging because I'm just like, oh, this is fucked up. Like something's broke because mm-hmm. I didn't go, and then. I they do my imaging like yep it's broke what do you want to do I'm like what do you mean what do I want to do what did you I thought you had like somebody to do something <laughs> like what do you mean they're like we're metro imaging dude like <laughs> go to your doctor I'm like doctor <laughs> it's 6 p.m. on Friday night I'm fucked yeah, so I'm I just started calling people and um you know I got I got to hold the doc Schumann he's like mm. oh they don't even do a boot for these anyways so just ice it and I'm like okay doc oh so, really you can't do anything for it i ended up having a boot whenever i talked to like my orthopedist because it was like dude you like it, you had to keep it tight like it was so fucked up yeah you keep it secure right you gotta keep it secure and then <laughs> at least for that first little bit so it was just dangling around i fucking laid in bed and i remember that next morning i got up to get out of bed and i was just like crying like because i couldn't like get my heel and my knee off the bed because it was you know it was like broke right there yeah. to like go like take a piss in the morning so i'm just like trying to get out of bed and i'm like crying i'm like dad dad please come help me he just comes in there he's like dude you got to get your shit together <laughs> i'm just like i what i don't need this right now <laughs> like please just help me take a piss bro <laughs> <laughs> he's just like you motherfucker it's six in the morning oh that's hilarious yeah. dude yeah. whoa yeah so that was Fucking, a good one I'm sure that pain was excruciating just like radiate through your thigh like all the way up through your uh, thigh or anything or no what? just like into the knee it was just it like just, yeah it was just like fire knee? knee down yeah. oh okay yeah it sucked but yeah it was just what really sucked was just life afterwards cause just like having to face it and because I like thought, you know, I had a bunch of knockouts and stuff. I'm, like, oh, I'm not going to get knocked out. I knock people out, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. And then that happens. And I got to like swallow the ego. Mm. And and then I had to go. I was working at Wasabi Sushi Bar at the time as a cook. So I'm going into fucking work in a boot working as a cook. And I got to go back and tell my coworkers like, oh, yeah, I got fucking TKO'd in the second round. No. Yeah. And now my record's four and two. And I'm like feeling like real piece of shit like i'm feeling like a loser at this point and like not knowing if it's ever going to work out because like i thought i was the guy and like the, this doesn't happen to the guy right <laughs> like or does it like i don't know like, makes for a good story I don't everyone know. has setbacks i don't know but um then you know it just it really led me down a really crazy path of life after that because i had to just pick myself up so many times after that i ended up getting like a really bad staph infection where like I almost lost my finger because I was just a dumbass with that one as well. I just like didn't take care of it until like I felt pain in my fucking lymph nodes in my armpit and neck, and then talked to a doctor and they're like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like, look at your finger." <laughs> I which, was like, what, oh, was it, "Which finger?" It was, was it? this finger. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. But yeah, they just had to drain it. Shit gets in your blood though. Yes, and I'm lucky it didn't. But uh, so yeah, I got staff really bad. Ended up tearing my hip labrum. And so I had all that time out, um, you know, from the broken leg into the staff, into the hip. And then, so I've had to make, and in life, I've had so much shit happen that I've just had to, you know, really dial it in and like really figure out what I want to do mm-hmm. and who I want to be. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. And I've had, you know, I I have every reason. I had every reason to step out and be like, no, fuck this. I can, yeah. I can just be done. Like, 
what I did was cool. And I just, um, I really like where I'm at right now. I just, I like, I want to go. I want to see how far it goes. Yeah. Just because why not? Yeah. Why not? Now's the time. Yeah, now right now's the time. Yeah. So bro. I just want to see how far it goes and just really push myself against the best people. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of building fights for sure right now at this point in my career being five and two, but I think by like this winter we're gonna have like you know like being hopefully with Bellator like they'll be yeah get that momentum yeah. get a good win on there yeah start trying to get tougher. Well, the title fight Shamrock's not gonna give me a layup for the title fight by any means. Um, no, Rob Nick Nick Spina's not not uh, any easy work either. I have to take care of business July 9th first and foremost but um yeah rob's not gonna give me a, a light opponent for no September yeah 16. rob's a good matchmaker he's a great matchmaker and he's so he's a, so awesome to work with i love rob um he texts me right away like we're just like we're boys oh, I love yeah. Him. oh yeah. yeah he's cool but um yeah i mean i'm hoping to get like thomas gifford or cody fister or something september 16th mm. get like a former ufc guy i think that'd be perfect okay yeah that'd be cool yeah that'd be cool can one of those guys dude who the fuck was that dude who just fought arion did you see that that fight? kid's good dude, he's fucking good bashy well yeah what weight was that at that's a 35, 35. that little motherfucker was credited oh my god you could see his damn low back muscles like coming out over his ribs that dude is fucking yoked dude the veracity in which he just came forward and just when he he kind of threw some strikes, you know they weren't the strongest, but they were pushing forward mm -hmm. just with the intent of getting that takedown, gets mm -hmm. that takedown, and then once he got on the ground, oh my God, he controlled, dude, he controlled the fight very well, dude, he he just it was just a simple spin around to the back, but. He spins so fucking fast. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. He was throwing some heavy shots. And the shots. ground and pound with it after heavy that. Heavy shots. He dude. looked good. Oh, man. He looked real good. He looked good. That real kid's dangerous. Dude. Immediately after Arion's that. Arion's not bad. Dude. Immediately after that fight, Jesse fucking gets on the phone and texts Scott Coker. Really? <laughs> like, this kid is the deal. I love it. Good for him. That kid's young, too. I think he's like so, 20. Well, I think he had the belt or. It was just fighting or some shit like that. Was it for like PFL or something like that? Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think so. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The thing, yeah, that's the thing. He's a killer already. Mm. Just nobody around here knows him. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Good think, for him. I think so. Yeah. Now they know. Now they fucking know, dude. You just never know who's out there. That's the point. Yes. You never know yes. who's out there. Age doesn't mean anything. No. Because, you know, some people, they just mature faster. They reach that point mentally. Um, Every UFC where champion is over 30 years old. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, dude. Your athletic prime, yeah, man, you can really crush it in your 30s. Dude, I didn't even know. Like, I thought I was getting old. Like, I would, like after my leg was broken, I was going into surgery, I was like, oh, my God, I'm turning into this old athlete. It might be over. But then once I started rehabbing my body and treating it properly and, like, really putting the right fuel into it and, and uh, doing all my strength conditioning, doing everything, and uh, I, you know, I realized now I'm becoming the best athlete that I've ever been. So, yeah, well, and you can even hone in. Wait till you're 30. You'll be stronger than ever. And then you so can even ride that into 35, 36. I mean, look at, like, Michael Chandler. He's a fucking... Easily. He's a fucking monster. He's 35, I'm pretty sure. Maybe 36. Dude, yeah. So I'll be 35 in December, and, like, physically... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm physically great. Probably stronger than I've ever been. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. 
it's yeah you're not gonna lose a whole lot I'm, the recovery slower the recovery is slower that is for sure takes a little bit longer to to bounce back from you know injuries or training sessions and cutting weights harder i am i'm i'm like 200 pounds right now i'm easily walking around 10 to 12 pounds heavier than i used to and i'm i'm actually just carrying it yeah, yeah. I'm, well i'm just thicker it's really weird i mean yeah. i'm just thick i mean i have this i mean i have abs at 200 pounds when i never had that before so yeah it's just really weird you just get a little bit bigger mm. too your metabolism changes mm. so but you just add that mass coming to your grown man strength a little bit dude i used to fight at 125 little dude i know i was looking isn't that crazy i was looking through pictures i was pulling pictures so i can put together the the little uh thumbnail for the show and whatnot and i was like yeah you're you're a little dude <laughs> so uh, little. you're a tiny little dude yeah dude. But, i mean i was in high school wiry though. yeah i was a, i mean i was a little high school kid i'm a man Long hair, yeah, long hair, yeah, beaver long cut hair. Yeah, now it's your hair is usually it looks gray right now. Yeah, I got a little gray going. Some gray going, bro. Got that silver fox going. Shit, bro. How old are you? Uh, I'll be twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. But I, you know, I got a kid. I got a girl. I got, I got a baby mama. I got fucking bills. I got. I got stress, man. <laughs> so that comes with the gray hair. <laughs> I feel like Red Foreman already, dude. I get it, bro. Red Foreman that can kick some ass. Before you know it, you become your parents, right? Bro. <laughs> it's hard not to. You like catch yourself saying something or doing something, you're just like, fuck. Yeah. No way. No yeah. way. Yeah, you just start, you just understand. You understand. Yeah. You understand. And you know what? You're just like grateful. It's interesting, man. Yeah. It's interesting. I've been getting some grays pop up in my beard. I'm like, fuck, man. I I was really legitimately I hoping I in the beard yet. I was I was hoping I could hold off until forty. I don't know why. Just a part of it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't have any gray hairs. In my, my girl head, actually though. likes it more. Is what she says. I don't know if that's true. Maybe. I think girls are accepting. Girls are the most accepting creatures on this planet look how many girls are just with sloppy beta dudes that's very true <laughs> are they loyal though uh, maybe uh, maybe not uh, i don't know but what's loyalty though because everyone has their own dynamic of their own relationship so I, who's the judge i judge nobody yeah but or even if they're not even like beta dudes it's just sloppy dudes you know I always think about that. <laughs> I'm like, man, girls are just so, so nice because so many dudes with like beer guts and shit and um, just not taking care of themselves. And the girl will just, she'll be crushing it at the gym or, <laughs> or at the very least keeping herself looking all right. Yeah. Maybe she's not like a gym rat or anything like that, but it's just like, <sighs> all right. <laughs> it's very rare. Not very rare. I mean, you, you definitely see it where yeah, you see it. You see it the other way around too, but. I just I just feel like uh, girls I feel like girls just settle more so. Well, they I feel like it's kind of in their genetic code <laughs> to look for security. They're right? just kind creatures. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even now that doesn't mean they're settling. I'm just saying they're accept. So if your hair is growing gray, she'll just be like, "Oh, I love it." And not say that's settling, obviously, but they're just kind. It's creatures. A part of aging. They're just kind creatures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. Deja likes me fatter. Deja likes you fatter? Just a little bit. It's like one of those things. That's the thing. <laughs> just a little bit. She doesn't want to be too skinny. I feel you. She wants it on that ass a little, just a little <laughs> thickness, a little jiggle on there. A couple of years ago, I did 75 hard. And um, you know what 75 hard is? Yeah, yeah. And I finished it, and I was walking around at, uh, I was probably like 180, 182. Shredded. Yeah, just shredded, bro. Like, like you're too cut. Dude, she was like, uh, we were just talking about the other day. She's like, yeah, when you were walking around, because I was probably walking around at that weight for another four months after that. Like, I maintained that for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, she was just like, no, you were way too skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she made it sound like I look like I had cancer or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like it wasn't that skinny. It wasn't that skinny. Dude. I thought I looked great. Like, I had great, felt great. My that was energy, the best I've felt in my life. Dude, my energy levels were off the charts. <laughs> oh, all, that's good. All my joints were feeling loose. I'm, oh, that's good shit. But I know I was too skinny looking. Oh, that's funny. Oh, shit, bro. As long as you feel good. Look that's good, all that matters. Look good, feel good, boy. Look good, feel good. Do you read or anything, or all you do is just like think about fighting? Mm, I don't know. I, like I used to or try to read. Do you like stuff, play video now. games or? I do game you a little bit, but like I just don't have time. Hiking or is it it's just fighting twenty four seven? It's right just now? fighting and just trying to just like not be too stressed out with other shit going on, like the day to day stuff. Oh, how do you decompress? I don't smoke weed. Smoke weed. Yeah, think watch, about watch it some Netflix. more. Yeah, I watch a little Netflix. Um, what you know, play little games. I don't really like to game too much though, just cause time. Yeah, I just like to. Keep, I like to be productive with my time. You only have so much of it. Yeah, I've been trying to watch a lot of like, you know, watch more fights and stuff like that, mm. and just like see what good guys do. Yeah, try and do some of that stuff. Yeah, I know that's what a lot of like you know a lot of the greats did. So. Yeah, just trying to do my best right now while I can. Yeah. But yeah, you nap uh, during the day, right? What you, you take naps? Yeah, I usually do. I didn't nap today though. I just I trained and then just came straight here. Mm. Yeah. 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 I haven't napped at all lately though. Really? Throughout this whole camp because oh. I've just been doing so much shit in the middle because we we just moved. Mm. So. Yeah. Moving and training camp. Just on the grind. On the grind. I man. get it. You know, I never napped either. You know, because I I used to work the nine to five, so it was like up train, go to work, off train, yep. home, do the shit. So. Yep. But I just didn't know if since if you weren't, you know, going to the 9 to 5, if you taking naps during the day. Yeah, no. I, well, I was doing that um, leading up to the Thomas Thatcher fight. And, like, before that, I was, you know, and plus we had the kid, like, five days a week. So that was, like, that was the real grind right there. Mm -hmm. But it's funny to, like, look back to that because it's, like, I feel the same every day. But I don't, uh, you know, it's obviously everything's different. I, I can actually focus more on what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it's easy. It's easy to um, get caught up in the stress and like you know they say don't cry over spilt milk. Yeah, you know, so true. Yeah, man. You know, you know what I found was making me ruminate on things the most, and and I don't know if it was making me, but it would lead to a lot of anxiety. Was social media? I'm going back to social media thing. I think it, I think it's a very powerful tool that helps a lot, but. I think so many people, and this, this is just a thought that just pulled up, like came up in my head. But I think, at least for me, and, I, and maybe a lot of other people, I would be on there like scrolling, just like looking at shit, kind of like stuck in this like mental loop, kind of getting these dopamine hits. And then you're like looking at the things that other people are posting, mm -hmm. and you start creating these narratives and these 
these ideas in your head mm-hmm. based off these little these little highlight reels or little snapshots and shit. And then for me anyway, then I'd start becoming critical of myself. Yes. And then I start saying, and dude, I'm so harsh. The way I speak to myself is it's not nice. I try to, I, I, it's one of the things I'm always working on the most is my self talk and being more positive when I speak to myself or when I'm critical of myself because I'm just so fucking harsh to myself. And as a result, it comes through when I communicate to other people that, that I know me best. So I try to not be so harsh with them or myself in general. But, um, yeah, you just you start getting critical and just start talking all that shit to yourself. And then it can just be this downward spiral of feeling like shit and or feeling behind or you, you, you can throw you into depression or a number of different things. And it's just based off this fucking thing that you're just scrolling on and it's not even real. Like you're just creating this weirdness in your fucking head. I hate when I do this, and which is one of the reasons why I – I stopped like I was like oh I gotta I gotta not be on this fucking thing because you know sometimes you feel like you're missing things or you're scrolling you think you're finding new shit but you're seeing the same shit over and over from the same people constantly especially in the day. Yep, dude. Yep, it's vicious. It fucks no, with your head. No, it definitely does. But for me, the biggest thing has just been like a custody, or like a big custody battle, and you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, other stuff that goes along with that as well, like yeah, just real, like all the stress of that. Real life shit. Yeah. It's tough, dude, having kids in custody, bro. When I got divorced, that was not the fun time, bro. No. It's not easy for dudes out here. The family court system is not, first of all, there's no law involved and it's not just either. So. Well, even just, the law can sometimes be a little unjust. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that the family court system operates outside of the traditional law system. So there are, there are no laws like within that. It's just judgment off of the judge. It's all judgments. It's just judgments. And yeah, there are, you know, statutes and shit like that. But you know what I mean? It's it's not the same kind of of law that most people think about. Where it's like by the, yeah, there's no gray area. And it doesn't make even sense most of it. And it doesn't have to be fair. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a crazy fucking system. Well, it's scary. It's really, I mean, all of, honestly, like, all of the legal system is really fucking scary to me. And that's what this whole, like, past year has been, is now I'm just, like, now I have to, I feel like I have to, I can't make any mistakes. Yeah. Like, I can't, um, you know, I have to be very smart about where I am at all times and what I'm doing at all times. and Yeah. And just doing everything by the book and just being really um, conscious of my decision making. Mm. You have to mind your P's and Q's, governor. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, I don't think I'm, like, the shit. Or, like, I don't think I'm, like, you know. I I think that I've gained a small amount of notoriety recently. And, like, that kind of came with, like, just more attention. And then the more attention just brings sometimes attention that you don't necessarily want. Would you notoriety notoriety for what? I just think that I just think like um, I don't know like maybe people have been like asking me about like uh, fighting and you know like I think that I don't know I just feel like I'm doing well I feel like anywhere um, I don't know I feel like I might be known like that's who I am in this small community mm. like I don't get asked like hey how's um 
how's your job? It's just, hey, hey, Josh, when's the next fight? Yeah, you're a fighter, bro. When's the next fight? That's hey, Josh, when's asks. the next fight? You know, people... It's July 9th. People... <laughs> at a people, people will ask you that even when you're done fighting. When's the next fight? Yeah, when you... I'm, dude, I still get that. When are you fighting next? Well... Never. I'm never. I haven't fought in uh, five years, so... Uh, Good to see you, though. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? But, you know, I just think... You're the fighter, bro. That's no, I do. And I just think that that comes with stigmas and, you know, when you get involved with um, certain things that mm. it can get, you know, things can get turned yeah. a certain way. And get you're mi- not... Get mis- like, mischaracterized and misjudged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a little bit of that recently in a lot of different areas, and... Uh, you know, I'm just trying to not have that happen. Like, I just want to be authentically myself, but yep. I'm not a, I don't feel like I'm a bad person. Like, I feel like I'm just trying to be my best version of myself every day, you know? Yeah, well, we're all human. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which is yeah. why you can't be on social media ruminating about bad shit, bro. You got to stay here in the real world. You got to focus right. on what's going on right here in front of you. No, you're right. For real. Live in this space. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just no, like, on, right. I'm for real, dude. I'm on this campaign of just being in the real world. No matter what's going on, I think so much more bad shit is happening because everybody's just stuck on that fucking thing. And it compounds the real shit that's going on in your life. no you're definitely right you're definitely right i mean but you know sometimes that's yeah i mean it is actually related i was gonna say sometimes that stuff isn't related but actually it is no dude it it is actually all 100 percent related it'll rope you back in somehow into some that's the thing you get roped into yeah yeah that's so funny that's that's really really interesting the way you just put that yeah dude it's just you just need to be in the real world, interacting with people, doing shit. Like, this is where life is lived. I'm just I'm just such an advocate of that. If, if this is just a, a revelation. I don't know. <laughs> I've just had it more recently, and I'm just like, man, yes, I feel so much better. And I feel more productive. And I, I'm, I'm making sure that, like, all right, I'm writing down my fucking, my five daily must do so like these are my this is like these are my non-negotiable tasks i got to get these done every day i'm writing them down before the next day and i'm just being active and i'm being present and involved in like what's going on and i've been significantly happier and i've noticed that i'm progressing every day a little bit in life and the, towards the direction where i want to go and man i just feel like it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing or what your issue is if you're just more present and involved in the now and off of that shit where you're like you're scrolling and then you start ruminating and then just all this negative shit like mentally it just makes life hell have you ever seen the show dave yes it was so did you see the second season though the worst season ever that was pretty bad but you know i like little dicky but it's he's interesting, just though. he's just one of the most some of his projects just really disappoint me why <laughs> Well, one, um, he he openly talks about you know his perfectionism or some shit, which causes extreme delays and lack of 
production because of that and it's like all right cool man that's your that's your problem but like are you <laughs> like, like as a, i'm a fan like as a fan out. and a consumer like i need you to deal with your shit give me an and, album and put something out and your ability to not do something i just so i have nothing against him as a person but as an artist like I don't really respect him too much as an artist anymore so much because it's like you when you do shit you some you put out some of the hottest shit and who and who the fuck am I not like my opinion fucking matters but this is just me as a person like man you put out some bangers and then you don't put anything out you put out like this this album as the brain which was just like so so yeah. not even that great which nobody even fucking knew about yeah, I, was I, say, I didn't yeah. even know about it somebody yeah. had to tell me like I was talking shit one time and like no he also put this out and I went out and I was like okay sure yes he did but and then first season of Dave fire yeah I was going to say, bro. right now I feel like first season Dave, like no money, like doing the shit, like in it, like kind of building, bubbling just a little tiny bit. But like obviously he's fucking, like the show is all different than what actually happened in his career. And it's like. Right. No, know, I get it. Yeah. You know, whenever he blew up, it was fucking like, poof, like he just blasted through. But, right. You know. So I don't know. I feel like that, but I don't know don't if be, he felt like well, that. You you, like, and that's like the whole idea of it. Like it's you feel like, like you're on the cusp. You like feel like you're, you're on, on the, the cusp, but nothing's really happening and like. Not, not nothing's really happening. You're you're doing your shit. You feel the momentum. You feel the momentum, but you don't like want to get too trapped inside of it because it actually like really affects your relationships no, listen, and like yeah, your like what you're saying your everyday life. But you have right to. Here. But you yeah, and trapped in the social media part of it. You get this like, idea of yourself. Sometimes. Yeah, but you have to believe. Listen, you do have to. You believe. have to be the ultimate egomaniac. Believe in yourself more than anybody. Nobody can beat you. And it doesn't matter. But not not so much that you don't listen to a select because you have to have the people who bring you down and keep you humble and keep you grounded. Yes. But when you step in the cage, you have to be the ultimate egomaniac. Yes. It's the only way. Only that's the only way to make it to the next level and be a champion. Like yes. it's just you have to be that confident in yourself. Yes. Right. It's just the truth. Yes. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just talking about day to day life though, because that yeah. you if you take that guy. To fucking lunch? No, you can't do that. God damn, I hate whenever I do that. Yeah, be a regular human. God, yeah, dude, turn I, it off. I, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I just you know, and, that, and that's another thing. Like I was saying, like just picking where I am, who I'm with, like keeping my select few that constantly keep me right here. Yeah. Like, that's where I need to be every day. And yeah. then when that time comes, it's I've never had a problem turning that off. Well, don't go season two of Dave because he acted like a fucking jerk in that shit. I know. Isn't that funny? Dude, that, sh- that, that whole second season was so trash. It was, I binge watched it so it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't as bad. Um, did you binge watch it? Or was um, it like over time? I can't remember what I did to be For me, it was almost you. like a movie. Like it was just like hella fast. Like it just, I yeah. just spat it out. So, yeah. you know. It's whatever. Yeah. yeah, he does a thing here or there. Yeah. So yeah, it was I should funny. Quit, I should quit hating on on them more than I have. It was it was just I think it's just really cool that he did. You know, he's so talented. And he's music. uber talented. And in the way he did I comedy, love his flow. His like flow it's so tight. unique. And then his show was also so unique. And it's cool oh, that yeah. he can go in these different lanes and like do like you know there's nothing. It's like really hard to do something, anything like do fucking anything. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. But to do things like way outside like that like that shit to me is just like wow that's fucking incredible that's true he's done some pretty incredible shit like Childish Gambino as well 
Dude, or Donald Glover. Now him, on the other hand, Atlanta's he, sick. Dude, he puts out projects, bro. Oh yeah, and comedy specials and dude, dude stand up. He's a, he was a writer for Thirty Rock, I think Thirty Rock. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a stand up. Com- I wasn't his stand up wasn't my favorite, but he's done stand up. Like he has a Comedy Central special at the mm-hmm. very least. I mean, obviously Atlanta's a very successful show. I love Atlanta. He's an amazing artist. Um, fucking uh, did he put out? How many albums did he put out? Three or two? I'm not sure. Under child, I know he put out Campfire or Camp. I love I, his. He was my shit. No, but yeah, no, Donald Glover's uber fucking talented. But I kind of see them. I kind of categorize them in like that same kind of thing. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Just like super unique, like their own little. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, except. I would argue that, oh, yeah, Wake My Love. No, yeah, no, he's put out because it's five albums. Wow. So, see, here's the thing. I I could see the, what, where you're getting at with the multifacetedness, mm-hmm. but I would not compare Lil Dicky to Don Glover. Don Glover shit on Lil Dicky yeah, in yet. every way possible. Mm-hmm. He has to do a lot more. He has yeah, to do a lot more. Yeah, how about you just do another album? Yeah. This dude's put out five bangers, bro. That's true. Dude, he's going he's going and headlining like Coachella's and shit like that. Like Yeah, that's crazy. Like Gambino's done that's that. So crazy. Dude, Atlanta's multiple seasons yeah. doing really, really well. Yeah, three seasons. He was yeah. a he was a writer on a very successful show. Like he, he's done infinitely more. Yeah, Lula. that's crazy. All right, all right. He I'm he gonna must, get off my little dicky hater trade right no, now because I know some boys who love his him. His parents must have been like, dude, they must have been awesome because to like, cause just think about it. You know, anything it takes a lot of work, to a lot of training that kind to of cultivate ki- that type, that you kind know? of genius. Yes, like, yeah. dude, he had to start young, like really expanding his mind and like really and and skill and like practicing skill sets and He's like an not only music dude. and like writing and stuff. A lot of it's just confidence, dude. Just confidence and just willing to put yourself out there and just like not giving a fuck. Yeah, just be- you know, you gotta believe in yourself. The the. F- the most freeing feeling is just not giving a fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah. Just doing you. Who, yeah. ca- who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I got to live that. I got to go fight in my undies in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so, bro. You know, I can't really care too much. I know. You just dye your do beard? My best. No, I don't, I don't dye the beard. I think that's the weirdest thing. Why Seeing not? the beard the beard dyed. Why not, bro? I don't like it. It looks weird. You're trying to get attention or not. <laughs> I dyed the hair last time. I'll probably just go shave the head again because it's too hot this damn summer. I got to keep it tight. Mm. It's too it's damn hot. And I just like switching it up too. Yeah. And like, you know, I've been seeing a lot of guys dye the hair. I was like, ah, probably get away from that. Yeah. Maybe for this one at least. We'll see. Yeah, face tattoo. I was actually thinking about it. For real? Yeah. What are you going to get? I don't know. Where at? Maybe like a broken heart or something over here. Oh, like a little something small in the yeah, eye just right there. Yeah, I don't know. Just go, with, just go with the neck. Yeah. Well, I was gonna probably just do both. Dude, I saw this one. It was pretty cool. It was um, it was like a, uh, like a a demon was kind of like whispering into the ear, and Whoa. then over here they had like a little angel like sitting on top of the Whoa, ear. That's it was actually kind of cool. Um, the depiction there, but. I don't know about anywhere on my face. Oh, I think my neck would hurt really bad too. The, I feel like the neck would hurt more than the face, honestly. 
the gun to the face would uh, really not be fun on that bone and shit, but like, dude, this anywhere. is just so sensitive. It's all sensitive. It, it is all sensitive. None of it sensitive. feels good. You're right. <laughs> You're right. That's why getting punched sucks. It's also like oh. delicate, not supposed to be fucking pop, 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 pop. Yeah, I think I'm going to get this other hand tattooed at some point. I have some, some pins and, uh, not pins, but I have some screws and plates in there. I, I'm thinking about getting surgery and having them taken out. I saw that. I was going to say that's a gnarly scar. How'd you do that? Fighting? I punched a car window. Ooh. Like a dumbass. I thought I was going to break it, but the only thing just broke. Just do. My, my hand was the only <laughs> thing that broke, bro. It was just dumb. I was 18. And, you know, it's just one of those deals. But they put two plates in there and 12 screws. There's six screws in each. Was each it one. your window? No, it was my friend's window. Well, then it's probably good it didn't break. Yeah, it worked out. You know what I mean? You didn't sure. get to charge. You just fucking, ah, fuck. It was my friend's window. but Yeah, but you never know. His parents might have been fucking. No, he actually just moved out of his parents' house. And he was he was just turned 18. He just moved out of his parents' house. This is maybe, we were, uh, we just graduated, I think. And uh, I fucking, we were drinking and uh, we were I can't, we were up in Columbia, Missouri. We were like on this fucking back road and shit, and <laughs> we ended up like arguing or some shit. And I ended up punching his car window. He was in the car, and I was like, he locked me out. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna break this fucking thing and get in, because this is how I was just stupid and angry. Because what's he gonna? What's yeah, he, leave you there. What's he gonna leave me? Worst case scenario, if he did drive off, he's going to come back. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're like, dude, just let me in. Fuck this. No, but I was just like, yeah, blah, blah, boom, and because I thought I was so tough, like, because you think you're invincible, right? And yeah. I thought I was like, oh, I'll break this. So no, I broke my hand, and uh, yeah, I ended up going to the hospital that night, and they put like a little temporary cast on there, and then went and got surgery like a couple days later. Damn. So yeah, stupid, stupid shit. Um, on the way home, we were coming back from Columbia, and we broke down the side of the road. It's like. Two in the morning. No We're way. Like, After you just broke it. Yeah. Well, we didn't. Well, it was just a flat tire, so um, <laughs> we didn't really break down. So we had to change this tire. Like my hands broken, and I'm I'm fucked up. And <laughs> you guys are all mad at each other and shit. <laughs> at that point, where we were fine, because <laughs> dude, so, so I put because oh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's it's a whole it's a whole ordeal. Um, <laughs> no, dude, it uh, it was it was, it was a story. So I'm but I'm considering getting the hardware taken out. It's actually kind of hurting me now. So I'm gonna after after I get surgery again on it, I'll probably get my hand tattooed. Nice, get all those screws out. Yeah, nice. yeah. I like nice. the hand tats, bro. I, I don't do know too. Why. I do too. Yeah. Tat 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 it up. Tat it up. Yeah. I'm gonna probably get the sleeves finished soon. Yeah. Yeah. Get a big one. I saw you got the the fingers there. Yeah. Those little. Would you got a little gun or or a little, uh, little poke machine or something? I was hanging out with some friends that did that had little, the pokers. Little, little pokers, right? Yeah, and just stabbed it up with a needle. You silly. Yeah. Why not though? It's all temporary. Why not? Everything is temporary, dude. You know what I'm saying? It does. It like literally hasn't affected me at all. And then like I started just thinking about it, like, wait, I'm trying to be like a real professional athlete and like really do my shit. Like, and then even if, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, just you could die tomorrow. Even just the idea of it. Yep. You know, dust in the wind, dust in the wind. That's I heard that song two days in a row. What? Really? I said that's another thing. I was I was gonna say that's another thing I learned this year is just how, you know, you never know when your last day is. Yeah. Like you're always, you know, we're always like worried about money and this and that. I'm like, gotta get here, gotta go do this. Da 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 da. You just never know. Never that's true. Know. That's I had, true. I had four people in my family 
past this year and like two that were like really really close and you know they were all unexpected or those two were unexpected the two that were really close my dad and my cousin and it's just a huge lesson huge lesson dude yeah that's there's no tougher lesson than that mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's pretty crazy yeah that has to make that has to make it easier to fight right it's like uh no fucks given None. yeah bro josh it's been an hour and a half sir all right it's a quick hour and a half I know, dude. It fucking flies by. Let's wrap it up, my man. All right. Tell the people where to check you out at. Okay. Tech, uh, I need you guys to check out Total Roofing St. Louis. Two car guys. Uh, uh, Marshall Inu. Go get your tokens immediately. Um, obviously, get your gi at Imposed Will um, and all your shorts. Uh, and then on social media, I'm at Augie MMA. Um, Facebook, Josh Augustine MMA, and Ameristar, July 9th, I'll be fighting. Uh, it's definitely going to be a showcase. It's definitely going to be um, something that I'm looking forward to sitting there and taking my time and showing my skills and uh, really putting a whooping on this guy and enjoying the process because I'm going to be able to all night long and I'm going to... Uh, I'm just going to go out there and do what I do and let the finish unfold itself instead of forcing it. So it should be really, really fun to watch. So if you're checking this out, please come check out the fight. It'll be a good time. I'll be there commentating. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cage side. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. As always, if you're getting value, just do me a favor. Tell a friend. Bring us a new friend for the next episode. I will be eternally grateful if you do. That's all I have, though. Just keep being rad humans. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. I'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye. Mwah.